I love this time of year because we're all thinking about goals and priorities and what we want. But have you added take a vacation to the list? Because you should. And right now is the perfect time to plan your trip. And all you need is one website. Say hello to Expedia. One-stop shop for killer vacation planning. Expedia literally has every tool and everything you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a one key member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Have you ever heard about the Your Garage feature on cars.com? Here's how it works. You add your car to Your Garage to track its market value and cash in when the time is right to sell. Track both your car's historical, real-time, and projected value. And then when it's time to sell, easily secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hey, it's your friend Mel, and welcome to an incredible, life-changing episode of the Mel Robbins Podcast. Today's topic is the three lessons that I have learned from one of the hardest years of my life. This has been a really freaking hard year for me. And there are so many of you that listen to this podcast that are new friends of mine that have met me after the podcast has launched. And you may find it surprising to hear that if I had to rate zero to 10, how hard it was, zero being this was a cakewalk, 10 being this sucked sour eggs, this year would be eh, about a 97 on a scale from zero to 10. And if you listen to me today, you think, well, how could that possibly be? You've got one of the top ranking podcasts in the world. You've come out of nowhere and are just crushing it, Mel. You seem to have it all going on. You're clearly a very positive person. How could this possibly have been the hardest year of your life? Well, you're seeing me after the hardest year. When you think about a lot of the kind of cheesy metaphors in life, it's always the darkest right before dawn. It's always hard right before it gets easy. And I think one of the things that's true about life is that life requires you to get lost right before you find yourself again. And I'm not going to lie to you. It sucks when you feel lost. It sucks when life is hard. There is nothing fun about it. I do not wish it on anybody. I also know that it is unavoidable. There are going to be years of your life that are absolutely amazing and delicious and easy, and they're going to just flow like water flows out of a faucet. And then there are going to be years like the year I just had that nearly suck you dry. It's like the hits just keep coming. And so I'm going to just at a top level tell you some of the reasons why this year was super hard for me. And even preparing to talk to you about this, thinking about what life looked like just over a year ago, I started to get emotionally triggered. Just talking about how hard it's been makes me feel stressed out again. I was so burnt out. 
I had been running on adrenaline for years. For two years, I had been living separately from my husband and our son because we had raised our kids in Boston, and that's where my business was. And during the pandemic, remember that? Oof. During the pandemic, uh, our son made this decision that he wanted to go to school in southern Vermont. And so my husband and our son were living with my mother-in-law, and he was going to the public school three hours away from me in southern Vermont. And I was down in Boston working. I was living alone. I was not near my husband and son. I would see them on the weekends. I was driving back and forth, and it was just beating me up. On top of that, there was some stuff going down at work that was super painful. I had somebody very close to me that betrayed me. They stole from me. They lied to me. And it had been going on for a while, and it all kind of blew up a year ago. And so here I am feeling lonely, feeling burnt out. And I don't know if any of you have ever had that experience where somebody deeply in your inner circle steals from you, lies to you, does something to you like that. It just takes you to your knees. I had not been exercising consistently. I was grabbing the alcohol to relieve the stress and loneliness. And in preparing to talk to you about this today, I went back through my camera roll and back through my calendar. And, you know, it's a wake-up call because you kind of forget how bad things are once you get through it. I mean, when you're in the soup of it, you feel like you're drowning in sludge. But when you get through it, it's almost like uh, after you have a baby, you forget the pain of labor. Looking back at my photos from last year, seeing me so worn down, I looked so pale. I looked like a dolphin. You know how dolphins have gray skin? I had no brightness to my face. The life force was just drained out of me. That's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. I was in therapy. I was trying to sort stuff out, but I was just miserable. And if I'm being honest, I had been miserable for a while. And I knew deep down that something had to give. I knew that I could not continue to go on feeling so burnt out, surrounding myself with friendships or relationships where I wasn't feeling supported. I was actually getting betrayed. And it may surprise you to hear me say, I just felt stuck. I had all these excuses for why I had to keep going and all these excuses for why I, you know, couldn't change things. And I also felt like this was getting done to me. I don't know if you've ever heard that quote that, oh, life is happening for you. I, I hate that quote because I'm like, no, it's not. Life is happening to me. Don't tell me when my life isn't working that this is happening for me. Screw you. Well, then something happened in December. So, you know, let me just kind of... Go back, boy, about a year. So a year from now, I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine. And my friend's name is Pete Sheehan, and he's known me for a long time. And he said, you know, Mel, you are more miserable than I have ever heard you. And I think that it's time that you truly get control of this that you 
focus on your happiness, that you make some serious changes. And this brings me to lesson number one. You ready? Lesson number one from the hardest year of my life is that your life is always trying to teach you something. You may not want to learn what it's trying to teach you, but your life is always trying to teach you something. You know what life is teaching you when life is easy? It's teaching you what works. It's teaching you the habits and the kinds of people that make you feel good. It's teaching you what life working looks like. And you know what life is teaching you when life is hard? It's teaching you what is broken. It's trying to wake you up. I am so damn stubborn. If you think about life as a giant school, life is the greatest school you will ever attend. You can enjoy it. You can hate it. But life is always going to be school because life is always teaching you something. And do not make the mistake that Mel Robbins makes because I'm a very stubborn student. What happens is if you don't get the lesson that life is trying to teach you, life just brings out the sledgehammer. That's what happened to me. It hit me over the head with a freaking sledgehammer. And so I want you to stop for a second right now and think, what is my life trying to teach me right now? And here's a simple exercise that my friend Pete gave me. It's so dead simple, it's, it's kind of nuts. You're going to take out a piece of paper. He said, Mel, take out a piece of paper. And I, I'm, I have my journal here. You can hear me like flipping it open right now because this is what actually happened. December 21st, last year, I was speaking with my friend Pete Sheehan. I got to find the page here. I should have put a little, uh, oh, here it is right here. Draw a line down the center of the page and write shit I hate on the left and write things I love on the right. And for me, the left-hand column was way longer than the right-hand column. Um, And he said, Mel... I want you to draw a line down a center of a page, and on the left-hand side, this is what it says, shit I hate. On the right-hand side, things I love. I want you to write down everything that is not working that you hate about your life. And here's a nicer way to say it. Where in your life do you feel friction? Where in your life do you feel friction? It could be in your body. It could be in your relationships. It could be at work. It could be when you look at your bank account. Where is life creating friction? It's hard. You're frustrated. Everything feels like a fight. This is where the lesson is, everybody. Friction is how your life teaches you to wake up and pay attention. Friction is where your life is trying to hit you with a sledgehammer because life wants you to be happy. Life wants you to feel good about yourself. Life wants you to enjoy yourself. Life wants you to live in alignment with what's meant for you. I felt friction in every single aspect of my life. I felt friction in my body. I felt friction in my mental health. There was not a place when I sat down to do this exercise where there was not friction. That's how bad it was. I wrote, I hate packing on a Sunday and leaving my family to drive home and be alone. I hate flying alone. I hate working alone. I hate being stuck somewhere and not being able to get home. I hate the fact that I feel like I've got to generate all the ideas and keep going and going and going and that I can't stop. 
I hate feeling insignificant. I hate feeling disconnected. I hate feeling like I'm just going with no plan. I hate feeling disorganized and dropping balls and ADHD and lack of support on the administrative side of my life. I hate feeling overwhelmed. I hate having to set up technology. I hate never seeing my friends. I hate not knowing what's going on. I hate having nobody to handle things to. I hate that I feel like everything is a broken process. I hate working remote. I hate not knowing how everything I'm working toward is going to connect to something bigger. Wow, that's a lot of stuff that I hate. I hate my negative thoughts. It goes on and on and on. My list of things that were causing friction, it just goes on and on and on. Now, here's what's interesting. Life is trying to teach me something. And what my life was teaching me with a gigantic sledgehammer is that it's not working. It's not working. Wherever you have friction, there is either a broken process or there is something that is no longer aligned with you, or there are the wrong people around you. That's all that it is. And see, we get so attached to the way that things are that we don't get the lessons. When you don't get the lessons, you close off what could be. I'm here to tell you that you deserve to have a life where you don't feel friction every day. You're not wired to live a life where you feel that intense. And I can give you some other examples. When our son was in the fourth grade, he would just explode when we had to sit down and do homework at night, like full on temper tantrums. That is friction in a young person's body. That is him feeling this deep sense that something's off. He would pound his head against the kitchen island and he would cry before he had to go to school. He didn't know what was wrong, but he was trying to teach us something. His body intrinsically knew that something was off. And what turned out to be off is that the kid had profound dyslexia, profound dysgraphia, executive functioning, attention stuff going on, and he couldn't sit in the classroom and neurologically do what was being asked of him to do. And so I'm here to tell you, when you make this list of things that you hate, the areas of your life that create friction for you right now, that's where the lessons are. And those lessons will repeat until you learn them. Do not be stubborn. Do not look at the friction as if something's wrong. Look at the friction in your life as an opportunity to create alignment as an opportunity to pull your life back into the other column, which is things that I love. And there was so much that I loved in my life. There was the therapy that I was doing, the time that I was spending with Chris and our son and building a house. There was the podcast that was out in the future. All of this stuff. You got to walk toward the things. You got to do more of what's in alignment. But I'm telling you right now, the lessons are in the hard stuff. The lessons are in the friction. So that's lesson number one. Your life is trying to teach you something. It always is. Stop resisting the lesson. When I look backwards now, I can see that I've been addicted to being busy for a long time. I can see that I needed to deal with this friction for a long time. It's just got louder and louder and louder to the point where I could no longer ignore it. I could also see looking backwards that I had often had people in my inner circle 
that were doing things like lying. And I had ignored it and I had made excuses for people. And so guess what? Those betrayals just got bigger and bigger and bigger until it was so painful that I had to finally learn the lesson. Friction in your life is a good thing because friction wakes you up. Friction puts a spotlight on what's not working. All right, that's number one. Lesson number two, your excuses are bullshit. That's right. All those excuses you got, they're just fear. They are just fear. When you start to identify everybody, all of the areas of friction in your life, and you go to work to learn the lesson, here's what I want you to know. You are capable of changing it. You are 100% capable of learning the lesson and making anything in your life better. I know that is true about you. And that means that the only thing that is keeping you from identifying the things that aren't working and doing the work to move your life into alignment with who you're meant to be and the things that truly make you come alive, the only thing that's preventing you from doing that is you and your fears. Any excuse that you have is just fear. You're afraid to try. You're afraid to fail. You're afraid you're too late. You're afraid of this. You're afraid of that. Now's not the right time. I don't have this. I don't have that. This person would be upset with me. All of it is fear. Fear of rejection, fear of it not working out, fear of being disappointed, fear of disappointing others. That's what an excuse is. You're just managing fear. And it's all baloney. I say that because I do the same thing. I do the same thing. I want to take you back just over a year ago. This was shocking when I started to prepare for this conversation with you, because when I went back through my camera roll and I looked at my calendar, I realized that just a year ago, I did not have a podcast. I was still making excuses about a podcast. I was scared. I want to put this in perspective as you're listening to me. As you listen to me right now, we are one of the top podcasts in the entire world because of you. We are the number one education podcast in the world on every platform because of you. A year ago, I was questioning whether or not I should even start this at all. Let's just let that sit there for a minute. Because if I were still listening to my bullshit excuses, I wouldn't be here behind the mic. You wouldn't be listening to this right now because I'd be listening to my excuses. So it begs the question, what are you still questioning? Did you know that one in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL and now you can use it at home with your kids too? IXL would have saved me so much time at our kitchen table fighting over math problems with our son, Oakley. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies, and now you can access it at home. There's one site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. It is IXL, baby. IXL is designed to help kids really understand and master topics in a fun way, powered by algorithms, so it gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or learning level. No more trying to figure out how to explain math equation or grammar rules that I don't understand myself. IXL has built-in explanation videos. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. 
Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL right now. And the Mel Robbins podcast listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash Mel. Visit IXL.com slash Mel to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. The Mel Robbins podcast is proudly sponsored by Amica Insurance, our exclusive insurance partner. Amica understands how important it is to protect the things that matter most to you. So they'll put in the time to make sure you're taken care of, whether it's talking through all the details of your policy or following up after a claim. Your auto, home, and life insurance are more than just policies. They're protection for the life you've built. As Amika says, empathy is our best policy. Go to amika.com and get a quote today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, we all carry around different stressors, big and small, but when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you pretty negatively. Therapy is my favorite way to get things off my chest and figure out what the heck is weighing me down. And you know what else I love about it? I can complain about my family without them hearing me. It's amazing. And then they help me problem solve. And then when I leave therapy, I can act like a better person instead of the stressed out freak lunatic that is constantly screaming at my husband and my kids because I can't handle my stress. Therapy helps you do that. It's the place to have open, honest conversations about the issues that are impacting you. And more importantly, it gives you a place to figure out strategies to do better. It's never been easier to start therapy. Start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Mel Robbins today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mel Robbins. So we're talking about what I learned from the hardest year of my life. Lesson number one, friction. The friction in your life is trying to teach you something. So please learn the lesson. And number two, your excuses are bullshit. Complete and utter bullshit. Same as mine. Let's be honest with one another. There is something on your heart, in your mind, some change you want to make, some art you want to create. You think about it all the time. But instead of doing it, instead of inching toward it, you know what you're doing? You're listening to your excuses. You know it. You feel it. You think about this thing. That was me. When I think about the excuses that I had, they're the same excuses you had. You're seeing me now. You're seeing the success. So you're sitting there going, well, it's easy for Mel Robbins. She already had an audio book. Are you kidding me? You're seeing now what happens when you push through that stupid excuse. And now I'm going to ask you the question. If you want to do this thing, whatever it is, travel the world, get healthy, write a book, change your career, go back to school, save your marriage. If you want to do this, why haven't you done it? I'll tell you why you haven't done it. The same reason why I haven't done it. Because you tell yourself you've missed the window. You tell yourself that it's never going to be you. You want this thing so badly. Just admit it. I wanted so badly to be a podcast host. I did. But you know what I spent my energy doing? Listening to my fears, coming up with excuses. I'm too late. Somebody else already did it. I can't do it now. I'll just be a copycat. Nobody needs to hear my voice. Do you know there's five million podcasts on Spotify? Five million. 
I missed the window, everybody. And see, the truth is, when you start to write it out, all your excuses, you'll realize something I realized, which is it doesn't make any sense because there's nothing stopping you from doing it except for these stupid excuses. Nothing at all. Who cares that there's all these people that have already done? Who cares that your friend already renovated their kitchen and they have white cabinets and you wanted white cabinets and now you can't have white cabinets because then you're going to be a copy. Are you kidding me with these excuses? You can't go back to the gym because you haven't been in one in three months. Seriously? Do you know how dumb that is? You can't figure out how to be financially free. Do you know how many people who are stupider than you have figured that out? Of course you can figure that out. Your excuses are baloney. They're BS. It's just your fear. Just like my fear about being too late, not being good enough. You want to know the real deepest fear? The deepest fear is that I would finally get off my rear end and pursue this thing, something I've always wanted to do. And it would fail. I wouldn't be good enough. It wouldn't work out. That was my deepest fear. You may not know this about me, but I got my start in local radio. I used to host a little call-in show Saturday mornings in Boston. I got paid $25 an hour to do. I loved that show. I, I fell in love with radio doing that show. I took on that job to help pay for groceries. It was a lifeline during a really hard time in my life. I loved it. And ever since then, 2007, I've wanted to get back to radio. And as the podcast market exploded, I wanted to get into podcasting. And you know what I did? I spent years coming up with excuses. Excuses for why I was too late. And you're doing the same thing. Do you know how many times everybody... I would say it's too late. Mel, you missed the window. Everybody and their mother has a podcast. There's no way you're going to be successful. There's too many realtors, everybody. There's already enough nurses. How many of you have said that? Of course you have. There's enough books. Nobody's going to read my baloney. It's too late. I'm too old. Oh, I'm too young. I'm too young. I was talking with our son, Oakley. He loves streaming. Loves it. Loves playing video games and talking to the people that are watching and playing video games. Loves giving advice as he's doing. Loves doing it. And then we moved to a new school and he was really afraid because when the kids said, what are you into? He's like, well, I love to stream. And they're like, what? Boom. Stopped doing it. Was afraid of what people thought. Again, excuses. If I continue doing this, I won't have friends. That's bull. Cocky, whatever the heck the word is. You know, I'm trying to, is that even a word? I don't even know. Who knows? But he hasn't done it for two years. And all of a sudden, because he has felt the pull the last two nights, and you know what I think it is? I think it's the fact that he was on an episode of this podcast and there was so much positive feedback about what he shared that something clicked and he realized his excuses are baloney, just like yours. And for the last two nights, you know what he's been doing after he gets his homework done? Streaming. Is anyone watching right now? Nope, not a soul. But he's going to keep going. It's going to take time. And he kind of matter of fact last night, you know, came down for a, a glass of water in the kitchen. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm streaming. I'm like, well, right now? And he said, yeah. He's like, nobody's watching right now. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, well, mom, it takes time. You got to show up consistently. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to stop this time. Because I was on a roll last time and I let my excuses and my fear stop me. I love that kid. 
And I love you. And that's why I'm telling you, your excuses, complete bullshit. You're not too late. You're not too early. Today is the right day. And you're not starting over. You're starting with all of the experiences of your life. You're doing this at the exact right time. This is perfect. You're listening to me today because you are meant to not only learn the lesson and start addressing the friction, but to one by one, knock those excuses out of the way. And you know how they do that? Action is the answer. Action is the answer. You can figure anything out. Absolutely anything. You can reverse engineer it. You can stalk people. You can figure out what they did. And one step at a time, one day at a time, you can start to align your life with the things that you truly want to do. And you can push through your excuses one by one with the actions that you take. That's how I did it. I finally got so sick of feeling miserable, so sick of the friction inside me, so sick of denying myself the freaking dreams that I have had held in my heart locked away. I was so sick and tired of myself that I'm like, that's it. I'm doing it. I don't care if this thing fails. I'm not doing this for other people. I'm doing this for myself. And that's what you need to do. You're not doing this for the success. You're not doing this for the money. You're not doing this to impress somebody else. The changes that you need to make, the alignment that you need to bring your life into, you're doing this for you because you deserve to be happy. You deserve to see your dreams come true. You know how happy Oakley is? Sitting alone. In his closet upstairs, streaming on Twitch while nobody is watching him. You know how happy he is? He is so happy because he has stopped feeling that tension and friction of knowing deep in your soul that you are denying yourself an experience that you want. And he is so happy that he has pushed through his own excuses and fears and that he has aligned his actions every night was something he's wanted to do. He has kept a promise to himself. That is the coolest thing in the world. That's what this is about. Who cares if nobody listens? Who cares if it fails? Because that's not why you're doing it in the first place. You're doing it because you want to move yourself from a life that feels hard and friction and full of like resistance that you're putting in your own way. And you want to align your actions with the person you want to become. That's what this is about, everybody. It took the hardest year of my life to get the easiest damn obvious lesson that there is. Mel, stop making your life hard. Stop putting energy into the crap that's not working. Stop making all this so personal. Everybody screws up. Everybody gets in toxic situations. This is not unique to you. Everybody has people steal crap from them or betray them. You're not the only one. Stop tolerating this crap from yourself and just look in the mirror and figure out what you're going to address and get on with it, woman. Like enough, enough. I don't recommend that you have the hardest year of your life to learn these lessons. That's why I'm sharing them with you. I don't recommend that you get so broken down by your own bullshit that you have a mental health breakdown. I don't recommend that. I want you to figure out what's not working in your life, what aspects you hate, make the list, then get rid of your excuses by fixing this stuff. 
absolutely everything in your life can be improved by you, period. And the only thing that's stopping you from doing it is your fear. That fear is going to disappear the second you start taking action. Now, lesson number three. But first, we have to hear from our sponsors. So meet me back here because lesson number three, it is the best one of them all. You know, I don't think about tires all that often, but when I do, you want to know that there's a place that you can go that makes it easy. Meet Treadwell, an online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire in one minute or less. You can find Treadwell at DiscountTire.com. Treadwell gives you personalized recommendations based on your location and driving habits. Don't you want to use this? I know I do. Enter your vehicle info and Treadwell will match you with the best Continental tire. Doesn't get much easier. Treadwell will give you the perfect combination of style and price for your tire needs. Get your set of Continental tires at DiscountTire.com. Let's get you taken care of. One of our podcast sponsors is Grammarly, and I love Grammarly because as someone with ADHD and dyslexia, writing has never come easy for me. I'm either writing gibberish or I'm completely distracted or I forget what it was that I wanted to write about or I'm trying to say. That's why I use Grammarly. Grammarly is an AI writing partner that has helped me get work done faster with high quality writing. And Grammarly can help you too. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing with suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly helps professionals get more done. Plus, data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, making Grammarly the AI writing partner that will help your team make their point and move faster. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Now, lesson number three, you and I, we're just used to friction. That's why we tolerate it. You and I are used to the toxic dynamic in our family. We're used to uh, not going to the gym. We're used to feeling tired. We're used to feeling last on our list. That doesn't mean it has to stay that way. I am telling you, you have within you, if you can write that stuff down, you can figure out how to move yourself, inch yourself from the left-hand column, the shitty column, over to the right-hand column, toward liking and loving aspects of your life. That brings me to number three. Number three, change isn't easy. I wish it were, I wish it were easy. It is easy to identify friction. It is easy to identify your excuses. It is easy to identify the actions that you need to take. But taking those actions and feeling the emotions that come up and dealing with people's reactions, that's not easy. And it's really important for you to accept that and for me to accept that. Because when you accept the fact that change isn't easy, but it's possible and it's worth it and you're capable of it, 
that's the truth. Change isn't easy. I mean, this year I uh, reorganized the team. I addressed the betrayal. I um, got seriously into therapy to improve a lot of friction in my marriage, both on my side and Chris's side. Not easy. It's not easy to sit in a therapy session and have to listen and hear stuff you don't want to hear. And it's not easy to change your own behavior when you've been doing things for a long time. It's not easy to go to the gym for the first time. Heck, you know, I went to a hot yoga class when I was visiting my daughter in Los Angeles last week. I realize it's the first time I have been in an exercise studio for three years. It wasn't easy to get there. Now, I was happy I went when it was over, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that this is easy. When you know going into it that it's not going to be easy, but it is going to be worth it, damn it. And that I am capable, I am capable of showing up for myself. I am capable of doing this. I am capable of inching along. I am capable of pushing through the fear. I am capable of identifying friction. I am capable of slowly moving my life from the shitty side to the awesome side. When you go into it knowing that, like that's what I did with this house. When we sold our house in Boston, that was not easy. I knew I needed to do it. I knew I needed to remove that variable from my life. That was not easy. I had a pretty big mental breakdown over it. I did not expect the wave of grief that was going to hit me selling the home that we raised our kids in. I did not expect how discombobulated I would feel moving from a place that I had lived for 26 years and the container that held all those memories in that much time. It knocked me on my rear end. It was not easy at all. But now that I am on the other side of it, thanks to therapy and going back on an antidepressant for the first time in 20 years, I'll tell you, it was worth it. And I was capable. I am proud of myself. I am proud of myself for doing the work to finally launch this podcast. I am proud of myself, not because it's doing so well. I mean, of course, that's freaking amazing because your support makes me feel good. And I just can't believe these episodes are truly changing and even saving people's lives. I mean, that's just extraordinary. But I'm proud of myself because I got over my own bullshit to do this. Do you know how liberating that is? When you push through your own stuff, when you commit to your happiness and to your goals, knowing this is not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it, knowing that I got what it takes within me to remove friction, to go toward the things that I want. It is like one of the most amazing things in the world. And yeah, you may be like my son Oakley, sitting upstairs alone in a closet with nobody watching as you put your first video out there. Who cares? You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you and the potential of your life and the dreams that you have inside of you and the happiness that you deserve. 
Like, I, I really feel like there's kind of two states in life because it's about energy. You're either feeling friction and that means something's off and there's just something to address. Don't beat yourself up. Big lesson for me. Just learn the lesson, everybody, because your life is trying to teach you something with that friction. Make your list. Any area where there's friction, there's a pattern to address. There's a place that's making you miserable. There is a process. There's somebody, a person. That's it. That's it. That's all that there is. Every breakdown that Chris and I have basically has to do with the fact that we have a broken process. When we are not in communication, Chris retreats and I keep going. And then Chris feels rejected. I have no idea because I'm blazing ahead 55 miles an hour. And what is broken is the communication process. Doesn't mean we're bad people. Doesn't mean the marriage sucks. It means there's friction between us because there's a broken process. This is such a huge invitation. Please, please do not run yourself into a wall the way I did. Do not ignore the lessons in your life that your life is trying to teach you via friction. Because they are going to get louder. That sledgehammer is a coven. And do not be a stubborn student like Mel Robbins. Do not wait for life to punch you in the face or knock you on your fanny or cause you to have a mental health breakdown requiring prescription medication, which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with. Sometimes we need those ladders. Sometimes we need it every day, people. I freaking love, love my Celexa right now. Thank you, Celexa. You have helped me through this shitty year. I am proud Proud to ask for help, whether it's for people or it's medication or it's new habits or it's from you, because sometimes it's not easy, but it's worth it. And you're capable of doing whatever it takes. And it might take you years. It took me 10 years to realize that all of my success was born in a moment of crisis. You know, I didn't, I didn't go, I think I'll write a book today. I'm like, I got bills to pay in a lien on my house and my husband basically has just left his business and he's sobering up and he's depressed. And if we're going to pay bills, I got to figure this shit out. And I have never gotten out of that mode. When you can't pay for groceries, when you got liens on your house, you will say yes to anything that you need to say yes to, to stay afloat. I don't think I ever got out of the mode of relating to work as though I was in an emergency. I always assumed my luck would run out, which is why I've been running like my life depends upon it. And that's why I ultimately hit a brick wall. It wasn't working anymore. It was making me miserable. And so when you look at the lessons, please, like do it now. Do not do the same stuff over and over and over for decades like I have. You do not need to wait for a sledgehammer. You can wake yourself up with a blank sheet of paper and two columns and a pen and honor the things that are working about your life. Because guess what? There are a lot of things that are working. And we need to do more of that. And when you are willing to learn the lessons that your life is teaching you at this moment, and there's always lessons. I'm sorry. It's whack-a-mole, people. That's what life is. Here's the bad news. I got a lot of shit on the left-hand column now, too. It just is different stuff from last year. Life is school. You can enjoy it. You can hate it. 
but you got to attend it. That's, that's the deal. And there's a lesson every day. And the biggest lessons are in the biggest moments of friction and the highest moments of joy. If you get serious about paying attention to the lessons and you get serious about your own baloney excuses and you get serious about just taking actions and inching forward every day and you embrace this notion, change isn't easy, but it's worth it and I'm capable of it. You, my friend, will feel the happiness you deserve. You will level up. You will make more money. You will enjoy it. Imagine enjoying it. And I realize you may be taking care of aging parents or you've got super little kids or you just went through a divorce or you got a big health crisis or you're in the middle of pitching a venture capital firm for the biggest deal of your life. The stakes are high. I get that stuff's going on. But I also know because I have done this in my own life this year, you get to work and my God, you're going to be shocked, shocked at how proud you're going to be of yourself. And I want you to know that if you don't believe it, let me be the person holding up the, the light over here going, hey, come on, walk towards me. I'll hold this light high till you catch up with me. And then guess what? I'm going to get hit with a sledgehammer and I'm going to expect you to go forward and hold that damn light high and remind me that I'm going to be okay. Because the second that you start to move things of friction from one column to the other, other friction will show up. One of your kids will have a breakdown, like a charm, right? People always say, how are your kids doing? I'm like, well, today, today, everybody's okay. Because God knows tomorrow somebody could have a mental breakdown. It's whack-a-mole. But we're playing it together, right? We're going to ride the waves together, everybody. That's what I got from the hardest year of my life. Three lessons, please, please share this with everybody. I, you know, I, I do this podcast because if I can save you the headaches and heartaches that I cause myself because I don't know any better or because I'm stubborn or stupid about some things or bullheaded, a lot of bullheadedness runs in my family. If I can save you the headache, the heartache, that is a life well lived. I also love hearing your lessons. And I would love to hear what some of your biggest lessons are, because I know this hasn't been exactly the easiest year for you either. And so please, when you share this episode, share the lessons that you've learned. Change isn't easy, but it's worth it and you're capable of it. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I love you. I do. And I believe in you and I believe in your ability to make this change happen. And I also believe you deserve it. Woo! Okay, I gotta go. I need it like a tall cup of water or something because that was a lot. I'll see you in a few days. Stitcher. <laughs> 